0: This is the Final Whistle Podcast... ...of the Wrexham AFC media team. The final score... ...Eastley 0-Wrexham 2... ...and what an impressive performance by Wrexham. Best performance of the season... ...I could make a case for that. Best away performance of the season... ...I could make an even stronger case for that. That was... ...comprehensive. That's how champions play. And... ...let's remember... This was a very difficult surface. No criticism of Eastley intended in that. They did brilliantly to beat the conditions and actually get the game on. That was superb work by them. <coughs> but the pitch was had frozen patches at the start. Right there it goes ahead, but those patches got harder and harder to play on as the game went on, and yet Wrexham adapted brilliantly, were dominant, and could have won by more. But frankly, in the second half, you felt were enjoying a nice exercise in game management so one change to the Wrexham side an interesting one as well Andy Cannon of course a new signing and a very exciting new signing too for my money Uh, wasn't ever going to be available for this match but James Jones made way Tom O'Connor came in I think a message that we have now got a lot of strength and depth in midfield. Rotation may well be the order of the day. And also that the players have to keep their standards high and start to dominate the middle of the pitch in away games. For me, our away game, our away form's already turned impressive since the Boreham Wood match, but this was really the peak of it. We nearly scored up to 62 seconds, in fact. Uh, Wrexham... Uh, Coming forwards, Palmer pulling in a cross, which took a deflection and dropped behind Mullen outside the box. He turned and tried a curly with his left foot from just right of the D, which bent around the goalkeeper and just scraped the far post. Didn't quite go in. But th- this was just the start of a, an extremely fast start by Wrexham. From the beginning, we dominated. Tom O'Connor was anchoring midfield, interestingly... ...allowing Luke Young to play on the right side of James Jones' role... ...just driving up and down the centre of the pitch... ...and O'Connor was in command of the game... ...and uh, Eastleigh found themselves in trouble... ...they were struggling to find their strikers... ...they were really unable to hit the target man Whitehall... ...and when they did, Wrexham snuffed them out... ...and Wrexham with the wing-backs high up the pitch... ...were really causing issues and, like I said... ...were controlling the centre of the pitch. The next chance came after four minutes... It was a ball in from the right-hand side by Young. A defender headed it square. Another defender headed it weakly to the edge of the area. And and Callum McFadden running onto it, tried an acrobatic volley as the ball was quite high, and sliced it over the bar. For me, maybe he had time to take a touch and come onto it and, and turn it into a very real opportunity. Anyway... Wrexham kept pushing on and within a minute had gone close again. Lee was starting to pull the strings in midfield. He whipped the ball over to the right-hand side to Anthony Ford. Left-footed cross from him. Young timed his run head as well and had a free header on goal from about 10 yards out. But didn't make proper contact with it. Put it into the ground and the ball bounced up quite slowly for the goalkeeper to make a simple save. Young will have known that was an opportunity. So Rexham kept pushing, kept probing. Lee looking very inventive. Uh, young making his presence felt in the opposing half and after a quarter of an hour had a shout for a penalty a a hopeful shout I've, i've got to admit and having seen it again i don't think there is a penalty but you know it was worth mentioning young off the ball running across the box carter running across the back of him knocked him down clipped his heel It was one of those that, yeah, I don't think it's a penalty at all, but you see them given sometimes when players are are running behind somebody. I must be honest, when I see them given, I wonder why, because it clearly is an an accidental coming together. But sort of foul you might get on the halfway line, but yeah, the ref was quite right to handle it the way he did. A couple minutes later, though, the dam broke. Wrexham uh, applied a period of sustained pressure, which culminated in a superb first goal. It all began with Ford again on the right-hand side. Rexmer constantly releasing Ford down the right, isolated against Kelly, the left-back, who did well to stop Ford from going past him. But the problem is Ford's got such quality, he doesn't need to get past his man to pull back a quality ball. And so he was really a source of, of danger, especially in the first half-hour. Ford on this occasion Pulling the ball inside And Young had a great chance About 15 yards out Allowed space in the box He drove it with power But luckily for uh, Eastley The player who came across to defend him Did manage to close down the space Block his sight of goal And he got a good block on the shot It went for a corner Young whipped that corner into the six-yard box when it flew dangerously across the face of goal. Nobody could quite make contact with it, and it was flicked on again in the end by Whitehall for a throw-in, and Wrexham scored from that throw. Tozer taking it short to Lee and working a nice little combination. The ball fed inside to Young again in a shooting position. It looked like he'd pulled the trigger. he did brilliantly well. He was deceiving the defense. He set himself. The defenders all started to brace themselves to make a block, and he played a beautiful defence splitting pass across the penalty area to Tozer who had come in from the flank after taking the throw in and he met it with a brilliant powerful side-footed right-footed hit from the left side of the box which whistled over McConnell hit the bottom of the bar on the way in a fabulous strike one of those that you look at straight over the keeper's head and think could he have done better and you quickly realise no because Tozer hit it so truly you'd have to make a phenomenal save to deny him Paul McConnell would have another world. He passed him before the half was out. Eastley tried to respond, and to be fair to them, did make a couple of opportunities. The best chance for them in the whole match came six minutes after Wrexham had scored. McFadden losing the ball with a sloppy pass down the line. The ball was recirculated to Hill, who in the first half was certainly Eastley's no-threatening player. He pulled in a quick ball and McQuillan running onto it about 15 yards out, found himself in a little bit of space, hit the ball firmly, but the ball struck the bar before Howard could respond and went over. A couple of minutes later, another half chance as Hill cut inside from the left, but he pulled his shot, and it was an easy save for Howard all down from his right as the shot came in quite gently from 20 yards out. And then normal service was resumed as Wrexham again pushed on. Ford once more prominent, pulling it inside. Young from the edge of the box, trying to rip a shot in. Again, the defender got quite close to him and didn't give him a proper sight of goal. And his shot hit the side netting about a foot less on it. And he put it into the bottom corner and then Wrexham finished a half strongly, and a little fright, although it wouldn't have counted, when the ball was knocked over the top, for Hill to run on to Ford, the last defender, made him a bit of a mess of his interception, and Hill looked like he was going to beat Howard too, as Howard did quick off his line to get there, the flag went up actually, so Hill wouldn't have, uh, scored, wouldn't have scored a goal, even if he had got it into the net, it wouldn't have counted, but Howard launched it straight up the pitch, Palmer, flicked it on and Mullen running between the two centre-backs just couldn't quite reach it as he ran into the box so we'd have had a glorious opportunity. A couple of minutes after that, uh, really, Eastley should have been reduced to 10 men and I guess I reluctantly have got to come on to uh, Eastley's behaviour. I did make a little bit of a rant at the start of the commentary yesterday saying that Eastley's, in recent years, have become a very cynical team who clearly make a policy of mobbing the referee and, and complaining about absolutely everything, whether there's any justification in it or not. And I noticed that last week, in their brief highlights of the game, they did it twice. Um, both times, to be fair, I think, with justification, but nonetheless, it's it's a bit ugly. They had been jumping into tackles and accumulating yellow cards. I suggested before the match, they're the sort of side you need a strong ref uh, against. And we got one. Mulhall, the referee, was excellent, I thought. Except he, he could have shown a red card three minutes before the break. McFadgen had the ball, played it down the line. McQuillan jumped in. It was late. It was over the top of the ball. Studs up. And it was it was powerful. And he hissed McFadgen on the ankle. Thankfully, he didn't do any lasting damage. McFadgen was able to continue. But it was a shocking challenge. He got booked for it. He was lucky to get booked for it, in all honesty. Wrexham, though. Had a chance to punish Eastley further And took the decisive grip of the game In terms of the scoreline In terms of the decisive grip of the games In terms of the pattern of play Started in the first minute In the second minute of added time Wrexham again With a a wonderful, wonderful goal Uh, The ball... Fed in to Toza who kept a well, bang around, corner came in. Toza kept the ball alive. Eastley was sloppy and not getting it away quickly. And Toza did well to fight for it. The ball was recirculated again by Wrexham outside the box. And ultimately Lee clipped a nice ball into the edge of the area where Hayden was. And huge credit to Hayden. Back to goal. He was a full on Ollie Palmer this was. Beautiful first touch because the ball was coming a bit awkwardly to him. Held it up, holding his man off, and then rolled it square for Lee, and Lee slightly adjusted himself The pass, wasn't quite in his path, and then hit the most glorious strike with the inside of his right foot, which it dipped amazingly over the keeper. It was a wonderful finish. I mean, if I can try and describe it, imagine he's looking to curl it into the top right corner. He hits it with that sort of contact but tilted slightly on its axis. So it sort of curves around and over the keeper. And instead of coming back in, it's dipping and drops over the bar. Again, McConnell with the shot pretty much straight over his head. And you sort of often think, can the keeper do better? But when you look at it, no. Because when the ball goes over his head, it's too high. It's out of his reach. And it dipped alarmingly and dropped into the net. Absolutely wonderful skill by Lee. And Wrexham had deserved breathing space by the break and started the second half, <laughs> straight away, putting pressure on. Immediately, Berkson played the ball forward from the kick-off. Palmer knocks it down, and Mullen is fouled on the edge of the area. Tom O'Connor stacks up to take the free kick, curls it around the left side of the wall, and brings it back, just not quite enough, and it hits the side netting. Again, if that free kick was about a foot further out, he'd have scored an exquisite free kick. And Wrexham continued to have their foot on on Eastley's throat. Eastley made a number of substitutions as half went on and they didn't have any impact on the game. Uh, Wrexham had them comfortably at arm's length and frankly in the second half, uh, Wrexham's intensity went down a bit as they just controlled the game. But Eastley had absolutely no threat in the Wrexham box. Wrexham dominant and magnificently so. Mullen picking the ball up again from a Palmer flick squared it to Lee. He carried it forwards and then drove a shot from the edge of the area... ...which he slightly pulled and it just scraped past the left post. McFadgen had made an excellent run down the left... ...and maybe Lee should have just rolled him in. Another opportunity came with a long throw-in by Toza... ...which was cleared to the edge of the area. O'Connell, O'con- I beg your pardon, O'Connor challenged for it and created a loose ball... ...and Lee tried to, well, from virtually the same range as his goal... Tried again to score with a beauty This time it was coming high And he hit a terrific snap volley Uh, How he kept it down I don't know And how McConnell saved it I don't know This was a wonderful save He leapt high and just tipped it over Absolutely class save Or Lee would have had a second goal Wrexham threatened as well From the resulting corner The ball was swept in by Young Half cleared And Lee again doing brilliantly attacking uh, the ball I mean, against a much taller player but jumping in and winning it a very physical header brilliant work picking with the ball from his header and from the right side of the box drilling it into the goal mouth it went across the face of goal Mullen lunging at the far post in front of an open goal just couldn't get enough contact on it you couldn't blame Mullin for not m- making it he did well to lunge in if he'd been between the posts he'd have scored but he just didn't have enough time to get anything more on it and could only knock it in the way he was facing, just wide of the post. Hayden had a chance, Young sweeping in the corners of the far post, Hayden getting it well, six yards out, but just heading it off target, the ball going past the right post, and the final opportunity came when again, Tozer and Lee combined nicely from a throw-in, the ball pulled back to McFadgen, who once more found Tozer, who just like his goal, cut into the box, he drove in a powerful shot, and McConnell got down low to parry it. An absolutely comprehensive performance by Wrexham. And a super 50th win for the manager as the boss of Wrexham. Looking at the performances, Howard had very little to do. What he did, he did absolutely perfectly well. But it was another nice, quiet, clean sheet for him. The back three, well actually Hayden was quietly superb, I thought. His interceptions, his reading of the game was excellent. His use of his pace and of his physicality were were terrific. Um, the other two centre-backs, well, Tozer got his goal and was really quite a threat down the left-hand side from his throw-ins. And he also, he and Tunnicliffe, just totally rock-solid. Never troubled at any point by Eastley's attacking play. Whitehall, who's a decent target man, was completely subdued. In midfield... Well, the wing-backs first on the right-hand side, especially in the first half-half. Ford was a terrific threat. and were constantly getting him clear one-on-one with the full-back, and he was putting a, a, a full range of supply in from that right flank. Crosses, pull-backs, he was extremely dangerous and was hitting his players consistently. And McFadgin again, lots of energy on the left-hand side. Didn't get to in as, as many threatening positions as normal, but uh, was solid defensively, got forwards well. The midfield three, O'Connor just purring around as the Holdings midfielder controlled the game beautifully. An excellent performance by him. His use of the ball, as always, was excellent and that free kick that he struck was nearly a fine accompaniment to the two excellent goals we did score. Young, in a, with the chance to have his more normal position going box to box more than sitting in the middle of the three, uh, again enjoyed this, and again in the first half was constantly a threat. Won a lot of ball in midfield. Elliot Lee was, again, man of the match for us. He was phenomenal. I mean, honestly, battling away, winning the ball back. Yeah, great. It's brilliant he's added that to his play. But his creativity, his goal, the one that was saved. Oh, Lee was in the middle of everything. He was terrifying for Eastleigh. And then up front, Mullen was busy and involved... Didn't quite get any moments where the ball quite dropped his way, if you like. So he didn't hurt easily much, but he was always flitting around. Palmer, first half hour, actually, I didn't think was in it all that much. I thought he had a very good second half, Palmer, though, really making the ball stick. Enjoying the physical battle with the centre-backs. Won a lot of headers. Really won a lot of headers and flicks on balls for Mullen uh, to chase or for Lee to chase. Excellent stuff. Jones and Dolby both came on very late and didn't have a chance to influence or anything. Didn't have to. And I we go again on Tuesday. Massive game on Tuesday. But goodness me, what a performance this was to, to warm up for it. With a final score of Eastleigh nil, wrexham 2. I'm Mark Griffiths from Wrexham AFC. Don't forget to leave comments and likes and subscribe and all those lovely things on whatever format you watch this on. And obviously, of course... Uh, watch out for more good stuff. There'll be the Ask Wrexham podcast coming up soon as well, and the full match footage, of course, of that massive game on Tuesday against Chesterfield, which will be live on Wrexham Player. So don't forget to use Ask Wrexham to contact us on that as well. So, with the final score of Eastley 0, Wrexham 2. I'm a happy chappy. This is the final whistle podcast from the Wrexham AFC media team.